Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, this is the final hour of the summer run home for the whole year. And it's all thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now. It's time to welcome our listeners on SEN track stations across New South Wales, Queensland and the ACT. Also, if you want to find us on YouTube, uh, these cameras in here, Robbie. Um, Yeah, that's why Mark insists you take your shirt off when you come in the studio. Um, (laughs) You can just search Joel and Fletch SEN and subscribe today and you can watch uh, all the shows from in the studio. Uh, right now, though, before the break, we were chatting. Um, we were chatting Socceroos. We were chatting uh, round ball game. And uh, yes. Robbie, you were making a lot of sense. Everyone was uh, texting in saying you were making a lot of sense. And uh, well, another man who makes a lot of sense. He does make a lot of sense when it comes to the round ball game. Uh, is uh, former Socceroo himself and co-host of the Global Game right here on SEN is Alex Brosk. Alex, are you on the line, brother? I am. I am. Good to chat to you, boys. Good day, Brosky. How are you, mate? Very good, Robbie. Oh, that's good. See, see the tone in his voice. He knows I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Broski's um, he's very good, mate. He is very. He's good. He's a legend, global- a Sydney FC legend, and a soccerer, of course. Well, he's very good on the global game too, Broski. Yep. Though you're back from your summer break, mate. How was the break? Uh, what did you get up to? Anything good? <laughs> Oh, look, just a, a getaway, a freshen up really more than anything. Just some time away with the family, which at this time of the year is always nice given our weather. Uh, but back to it. It's uh, good to see the, the Socceroos boys back in action, uh, mm. progressing to the next round and just all the football we've got on at this time of the year. So it is good to be back. Mate, what did you make of the the 4-0 win over Indonesia? Um, obviously, Robbie's of the opinion that they, they did everything they can do. Like, if you're not satisfied with a 4-0 win, what are you going to be satisfied with? Well, I did with? say we could get better, but I did say that it's it wasn't a bad performance. Mm. Was it our bettest? No, but it certainly wasn't bad, which um, seems to be the indication from a lot of people. How, how did you see the game, Alex? And I think that's that's where the issue sort of lies at the moment. There's this uh, expectation now on our squad, which mm. has definitely lifted because of you know what we did at the World Cup, uh, what we've been doing in in recent friendlies and World Cup qualifiers, and just how well we've been going at the attacking sort of um, displays in all those games. In in, in whether it's counterattacking, whether it's against you know your Mexico's where we're a lot better, England as well, and 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 New Zealand games that we dominated, we just showed a lot more. I, I just don't think we've 
shown that uh, attacking intent and creativity in these um, opening couple games. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely with Robbie in that we're, we're, we're building, we're, we're playing, um, we're doing enough at the moment. But the reality is, yes, when we come up against whether it's Saudi or Korea next, we, we definitely have to show a lot more. But in saying that, some I feel like Arnie gets the best out of this squad when backs are against the wall. So we're playing against a Korea who's probably going to be, um, you know, favourite against us. And the, the draw has sort of opened up favourably for us, where if we get through this game, the semi-final, even though it's against Iraq, it's better than, say, a Japan who we might meet in the in the final. But I feel like the... As the, as the tournament progresses, the, the teams we play against get better. I, I do feel as though the ability within this squad to get better is, is certainly there. But like Robbie said, there's definitely room for improvement. We haven't shown enough, mm. I think, in these few games. We haven't had enough chances created, shots on target, all of that. All the stats that people sort of look at negatively and it's easy to do, there is a point to their argument because we haven't been as creative as what we'd like. You know, we've seen three different strikers, Duke, Yangi. Uh, Fornaroli, and neither has had the impact that we would have hoped. I mean, Fornaroli's on fire. He's scoring goals for for fun. Didn't really get a sniff uh, last night because we're not creating those chances for him. But it's not that easy, right? I mean, Robbie knows. um, I know playing against Asian nations and and teams that sort of sit back and make it difficult for you, it's never easy, right? It's not as easy as what people think. And like I said, the expectation on this squad, given what they've done in the past 12 months, has gone through the roof, which, which is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. And uh, look, I think one of the things, and I agree that, uh, you know, the three different strikers have all been very similar in performances. And, uh, you know, is it their fault? Maybe not, because we're not creating. And, you know, you've played number nine, Broski, you've played right across the front line. You you know, mm. you, you, you're at the, you know, a striker is at the mercy of his teammates to make chances. And But I think the one thing that stands out, you know, if you look at Indonesia, and Arnie talked about it, and... Um, you know, 10 years ago, Indonesia would have been a lot easier. Now they're different. You know, they're different. They've, they've come a long way. And, it, you know, if you look at a lot of the Asian teams seem to be going in one direction and you look at our team, and no disrespect to our players, but we don't have the players playing in the top leagues anymore. In fact, we have players mostly playing in second divisions, which is still a very good level. level. And in Scotland, still a very good level. But at international level, you know, it does make a difference. We've lost, you know, over the last years... Uh, Rogic first, Moy, and Hristic as well. We don't mention him a lot. So a lot of our creative players, you know, we've lost. So we're, I think we rely mainly now on athleticism. And, you know, you come up against a team sitting back, athleticism's not going to create you much. No. But, you know, when you play against, say, South Korea in the next game, they're not going to sit back against us and maybe it'll open it up a, a bit for us. But my question to you, Broski, is, I see maybe Riley McGree as the only one capable of being that kind of playmaker. Other than that, who else is there? Well, exactly right, and that's where. And I don't. I haven't been listening too much with to do with the criticism. I, I don't know if it. And I think a lot of people. We saw it heading into the World Cup, Robbie, with everyone was jumping on, you know, Arnie and whether you know he should be let go. And in the end, he's turned the squad around. For me. You know as well as anyone. I played under Arnie, and and, yep, and I'm you know him better biggest than fan knowing what he's like. And yeah. and for me, I always felt that criticism on him personally was was unjust because I simply thought, like you just said, we, we've 
we've declined in the type of quality of player that we've been producing. And, and our national team over the years has been slowly, slowly declining yep. to the point where you're right. I mean, we don't have players anymore playing at the top, top in the top leagues around the world. And, yeah. and that's where, so our national team was a very good, in, in my opinion at the time, let's call it 18 months ago, a very good A-League team is what it was. It, yep. it wasn't a world-class team that could compete, which is why heading into the qualifiers against um, against Peru, <laughs> and then we got through that, we scraped through that, but then get, heading into the World Cup, looking at who we were going to play against, I thought we had absolutely no chance. Like everyone so else. I think, exactly. So I think Arnie completely overachieved with the with, yep. the, with what we had. But in saying that, that's where, you know, in doing what he did and then the performances since then, the expectation went through the roof. But in saying that, a lot of players have gotten moves in the last 12 months. That And, and I feel as though we're building again to a, mm. a good generation of players. There's a, there's a lot of players, that are young players that he's brought through that will start getting those moves into, into bigger leagues. So I think by the time the next World Cup comes around, we'll be a, a lot better place. But the reality is, yes, in terms of, of quality that's there on the field, you look around and, and Riley McGree is the only one who can do something that, you know, a Harry Kuehl used to be able to do or, or a Mark Bresciano or, like you said, uh, uh, a Tom Rogic, Aaron Moy, these guys, that, that sort of quality of player. McGree's the only one, and, and he was quiet in the last two games. He was, yes, yeah. he's coming back from an injury, so you've got to definitely give him time. Boyle is another one, one-on-one, really, really good that can, that can do a bit. But, yes, the reality is that, we're probably a better counter-attacking team at the moment because of that athleticism and the pace that we have and, and how direct we can be and, and, and highlights as well how important someone like Goodwin is, um, you know, because of his delivery. He can, you know, we can go out to him very quickly. We can get great service into our strikers early and Mitch Duke, Fornaroli, these guys can score a goal if you give them opportunity. So I just think it, against the quality of opposition we've been playing against with the quality of football side that we have at the moment we, we were always going to do just enough which we have yeah. so i think now we're going to see better opposition more end-to-end game which i think will suit us and hopefully we we, we do start to show a bit more creativity just on uh, uh for, i'm interested in the idea of you you played under arnie with his style is he would the players be aware of these sort of criticisms that are coming through or is he the kind of um, manager who sort of protects his players from that sort of stuff and makes sure that they're just focused on their job and and not really worried about all the outside noise. Or, or would the would the players be aware of the outside noise? They definitely would. And and what he's good at is um, look, he he understands that, and he said it last night as well that you know the players he can't stop them from reading social media. But these are guys that play you know at, at a good level. They've been at this level for a, a number of years. Social media is what it is these days, and and you can't protect players from it. What Arnie's good at doing is is spinning that and using that uh, negativity and criticism. I actually feel that all that negativity that's coming towards the squad at the moment, he's going to. Uh, see them a lot better off because he will use it. He will talk about, you know, the fact that everyone back home is saying we can't do it and we're not playing well enough. Let's go and show them, you know, and Arnie's better than anybody at, at, at reversing, you know, what people are saying to use it, you know, to good effect. Would it, would it help if Rodney Hogg called him a few names? Cause that worked for the West Indies cricket side. <laughs> yeah, it really worked. <laughs> it may, it may. <laughs> Mate, turning to the A-League um, now, uh, the Wellington, top of the table, had, uh, are they going to be the side to beat this uh, this A-League or, or do we think someone can knock them off? 
Oh, you know, as as the weeks go by, they, they, it's harder to pick. It's a very, it is. Oh, sorry, very we are going similar. into New Zealand though, so don't don't break their hearts. <laughs> yeah, right? don't break. No, don't do a Rodney Hogg. <laughs> no, it's they're doing well. They're doing feel, well. Very well. It's got a similar feel to what the Mariners did last year. I think mm. everyone just kept waiting for them to fall, and and it just didn't happen. And they grew and went from strength to strength as the season wore on. Wellington, you know, typically have, have always struggled uh, when, when they've, you know, jumped on a plane and, and mm. come over to Australian uh, shores. And um, it's it's the complete opposite this year. They they just know how to get results, know how to win, know how to sit back and wait. And, and they just got so wide about counter. Got so wide about exactly. Well. So they're just going to keep getting better. I, I like what I'm seeing from them. I'm not expecting them to fail. Like I said, with the Mariners, <laughs> I think last year everyone kept thinking it was going to happen. With Wellington, um, no, they, they've been great. They've been deserved yep. of, of where they are, playing good football in, in, in different ways. You know, So Italiano's done a fantastic uh, job with that side. He has. And, and just uh, you know, touching on you thinking you know, Wellington are doing a little bit of the feel of the Mariners and what a story that was. But that story's starting to build again now, the Mariners. And you know, I think they're nine games now without a, without a loss. And they keep losing players. I mean, you know, very, very, the latest being Tulio. Um, you know, and they lost lots of plays on the way, but they just keep producing kids, you know, from the academies and they're great to watch and they got so much energy and, you know, they just, I think Brisbane, they just ran Brisbane, Brisbane off the ground in the second half. They couldn't stay with them. No, they couldn't. Uh, and, um, yeah, look, unfortunately for Ben Khan there at Brisbane, he's definitely yeah. got, you know, his work cut out, such a, a good young manager and, and getting his opportunity. And you just hope that they give him the chance to at least stay, stay around another year and yeah, build that squad into Definitely. the one he wants. Uh, because it's always difficult coming midway through a season into a squad. Um, but the Mariners, like you said there, Robbie, incredible. I mean, at the start of the season, they lost not, not just the players that no. they had, but Monty, who was the driving key yep. for me to their success every every post-match interview every interview during the week everyone meant all the players mentioned monty and how good he yep. was and how much they love playing for him you lose a manager like that and it's not easy to mm. to continue that level of, of success and quality from week to week and you know i thought with the players they lost plus monty i just thought it's imp- it's impossible for them I to agree. go anywhere near what they did last year and they year. lost and their first four games that's right they started poorly <laughs> so easy for players to just throw it in at that point and say, you know what, we've won a championship, we've done enough, we don't, you know, let's go back to being what everyone expects us to be. But <laughs> the, the complete opposite. So credit to Mark Jackson. He's done an amazing uh, job in, in getting that confidence back into these players and, and what, getting them to – it really yeah. is that whole community, the Central Coast community, is, is uh, it's a wonderful thing, you know, and, yeah. and, and that uh, culture that they have there, is fantastic. So good on them. I think the players deserve a, a huge amount of credit along with Mark Jackson because with a poor start to the season, they've now turned things around yep. and, and they're going on a similar run to what they did last year. Yeah, and Broskitz, you know, great points you brought out. And interestingly, um, you know, Monty was a driving force behind Mac. He, he endorsed Mark Jackson, so he obviously knew that he was going to continue on that work. But the other thing interesting – to note with Monty, and I spoke to Monty about this, and he said he he played under Arnie, of course, when the Mariners, uh, you you know, were a real dominant force along with Brisbane Raw. That those famous two had a real battles uh, over the, the the seasons all that time ago. But he learnt a lot off Arnie, and it's interesting. You know, you've played under Arnie, and you speak about him in in that way. And I think Monty said to me that he's you know doing a lot 
of what Arnie did in respect to the community and and uh, him endorsing Mark Jackson is obviously, uh, you know, paid off for the moment because, like you said, they're on a roll. If you look around the other ones, your old club, Sydney FC, I mean, they seem to have turned a certain corner. I think the game was ruined when Patrick Wood got sent off yeah. uh, last weekend. Now you can have your own view on it. I thought it was harsh. I didn't think it was necessary. I don't think. But apart from that, they seem to have turned it. You know, Lolly's very important to them. How are you, how are you looking at them? And, and maybe victory is the other, you know, two big threats this season? Yeah, definitely. I think under Uffi and um, they, they've been, it's, it's a different style of, of game that he's wanting to, that he, he's wanted to bring in to, to Sydney. I think that the high press, the in your face style, win the ball and, and go uh, with the players that they have, it's, you know, it suits the team. I think they've got great creative players, and you know, Anthony Caceres and Burgess and Bratton in midfield that can that can do that and, and have that creativity and then go forward with the likes of Lolly. Um, look, Fabio Gomez, for one, uh, I, I think the fact he's been on the bench in, in recent couple of weeks shows that they need more out of the, him, I think, if they're to, to be uh, mm. successful this year. But I like what Ulfie's building at the club, and I think they will be a lot better for uh, off for having him around anyway. I think, yeah, look, my views on the red card, it's not the first time. We saw it last week with Jay O'Shea, his, uh, yeah. his red card. I, I think, look, we, we act, we get upset and, 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 we, and we kick up a bit of a stink when we see it. But for me, I've sort of come to the realisation that there's no point, you know, unless no, and no until point. we get a football player sitting alongside these referees, nothing's going to change. Mm. I, I just think... You know, in, in all forms of life and all businesses and, 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 and work everywhere, there's a reason why they hire people with uh, with experience, right? There's a reason, Robbie, why you analyse the game, why, while I sit there last night with Alex Wilkinson, Luke yeah. Wilkshire, these guys every week analysing a game because we, we've been there. We know how players think. We know mm. why they do certain things or why certain things happen or don't happen in matches, right? Which is why they ask for our opinion. Why is a football player who knows the game better than most not sitting alongside referees? Because to be fair to them, mm. they probably know the rules better than what we do, right? Even though we play the game as long as we do, they know the rules and they're great at at, at that side of the thing, at, at that side of the game, I guess. But they don't have a feel for football. They don't understand the game because they've never played it. Yeah, well, so how can they how can they see anything different? I mean, if you freeze frame the image of both O'Shea and Patrick Wood it's last a red. week. It's a red. It's a red every day of the week. But in but the spirit of the game. Football, yeah. it, exactly. They're, the guy's trying to control the ball. They're not even putting any force. The player who got fouled didn't even really do much no. apart from yes he copped a bit of a knock but no one expected a red card it's just no. it is killing the game for me so I, I feel like the easiest way is to get a football player in there and help these guys out that's a good it's a good point because they can sit there you know for the 30 seconds or whatever and you know the ref the referee inverted commas puts his point across and then the ex-player says well what about if you look at from that way and then you know ultimately you'll be up to the the referee to make the decision. So I, I, I don't, I don't see how that's a, you can lose from doing something like that. It's not no, like, no, you know, that's right. it's only something that can help and make it, make it better possibly. Yeah. Just having a bit of a feel for the game, which yeah. sort of, when you take it to the analytical frame by frame, Look, it's a contact game, Barney and mm. Brossi, as you know, it, yes. you know, there are, there's going to be contact. There are, you know, you know, players are looking at a ball and someone comes in from beyond that you don't see and his leg goes up to the ball and yours, and it might end up that, it, you know, on the freeze frame, it looks like, okay, he's gone over the top and he's, but he hasn't. Mm. There's no intent. 
So yeah, no. It's um. How, what about victory, Broski? What do you think of those of uh, oh, what doing down there? Look, I think there's still there's still that uh, little bit. I think there's so much quality in that side. They're they're only going to continue to get better. It's it's turning a lot of those frustrating draws for for, for them, and, it, and even the one against Sydney. You know, they've got uh, yeah. they're playing against ten men for that long in the match. They need to capitalise on those moments. So while they're unbeaten, it shows that they're well, at the moment, impossible to beat, and, and that's <laughs> important come finals time. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot more from that squad uh, yeah. that we that we played yet against to see. Ten men, two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. and and just struggled, you know, to mm. really okay. They're missing their their, their main man at the moment, Fornaroli, yeah. who's scoring for fun. Um, look, so no doubt when he gets back, when we start seeing as well Brimmer back to his best, who's slowly been building, I feel, and he's such a great player. Uh, look, they'll be up there, no doubt. Mate, well, it's good to see those guys back at their best, but also it's good to hear you back at your best, and I guarantee that'll be <laughs> tomorrow night. You'll be back at your best when you're uh, in with Daniel Garb hosting the Global Game tomorrow Wow, night. that'll be yeah. brilliant. Um, one thing I must ask Broski before it leaves. You know, yep. we go end on a lighter now. Broski, first year of the A-League, have you still got your Player of the Year medal? I have, I have. I'm now, sort of... Uh... It's uh, in storage, but I I'm know sorry. you've got another other important medals as well. But I tell Barney that and Mark. So the year Broski won Player of the Year, and he deserved it. There's no doubt he deserved it. But <laughs> the going joke at <laughs> Fox like Sports was like, whenever Bro- oh, Broski was my favourite player uh, at that point, <laughs> and I used to give him three points no matter what. So we go. <laughs> so when I commentated the Brisbane game, everyone would go, "Oh, we know who's getting the points." I go, "Yep, Broski's getting them." And <laughs> to be fair, he did deserve it most of the time. Well, <laughs> great memories. I'll you a coffee for that medal then. Roski, you'll be best on ground tomorrow night and the global game as well. We're Top off man. to a quick Good break. You, We're going to be back with Sats and the Rat and the final half hour of the Summer Run Home.